Soundstripe. So how are you today, Robin? I'm doing okay. I've Good. had some uh, some issues, as you know. Uh oh. Uh oh. Okay. <laughs> you know. And, yeah. You know. I tell you, you know, the subject that we're talking about it, it it's it's a challenging subject. It is a touchy subject. Uh for many of us to deal with and that well, is our our family after our i talked family. to you yeah after i talked to you thursday i got some information and um my um sister has some health issues oh no. so my cousin called because she felt that i needed to know and you know they're pushing me to reach out again but i'm like I pray that she gets well because I don't want her children to go through what I'm going through right now with losing mm -hmm. my mother in November. Mm -hmm. I don't want mm -hmm. anybody to go through that. Mm -hmm. But she still is rewriting her narrative of what happened and she's lying. So I'm like, I, I can't reach out. I'm like, right. if she reaches out to me, I'm not going to not talk to her, but I'm not about to put my life on hold to run down and hold her hand because mm. that's going to be helpful for me. It's, yeah. it's not going to be mental health. I can't, I can't deal with it. Right. I mean, I, right. I took care of my mother for 20 years without any help from any family member. And when they finally um, decided to help, it was detrimental to me. Mm -hmm. It wasn't going to come together and help you with her. It was kind of like pushing me out of the way and taking over after um, I had already made the groundwork. And right. I'm like, okay. So with everything that's going on now, she needs my help, but she's still not going about it the right way. I mean, you just mm -hmm. can't keep lying and, and kicking somebody and then expect them to come running when you need them. Right, right. And that's, you know, that's one of the things that, you know, family members do. And I guess I don't know it's because they you are family, you are blood, but still, I mean, <laughs> you're still human. You have your own life. And if and if you you know you've reached out and did the best that you can and they're still, you know, not willing to meet you halfway, then I mean you know, what I, else people do things and they're sorry about it. And if I've hurt somebody along the way, I am woman enough to say, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to do it again. My problem mm -hmm. with her is that it's always somebody else's fault. It's never hers. Mm -hmm. She's always right. And mm -hmm. she'll fight, fight to the death. And I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't need to do that. Right. You know, the constant fake 
apologies. I mean, you can apologize and don't do it again, but if you apologize and still do the same stuff over and right. over again, it's not right. an apology. Right. It's not. That's not. That's just you. Um, and I think a lot of right. people go wrong is it's it's your family. Honey, family mm -hmm. will kill you faster than a stranger. I'm sorry. Exactly. Exactly. And, that, and, that, and that's sorry. one of the things that, you know, we just have to come to the realization, you know, family is just it, it, at the end, they're just like everybody else. You're probably right, right. because you are closer to them. Right. So. And I, I, like I told my cousin, I'm like, don't get me wrong. I love my siblings. I love them to mm -hmm. death. Mm -hmm. I don't like them. But I love mm -hmm. them. Like, mm -hmm. I don't want anything to happen to them, but I'm not going to throw my life in a turmoil because She's having a, you know, a bad time. I mean, mm -hmm. if she was there for me when I needed her, when mom needed her, I wouldn't have a problem with reaching out and helping her. Right. But as it is right now, you have no concept of, I, I, let me stop. She does have a concept of what she did. She just doesn't want to apologize for it. Mm -hmm. She didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. And that drives me crazy with people who always think that somebody's supposed to hand them something. Oh, yeah. We always got those in the family that thinks that, you know, they have that sense of entitlement. You know, that I, entitled. That? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's all about me. <laughs> Look what I've done for you. I've done for, you know, y'all need to cater to me. I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's odd that all four of us was raised in that household by that woman. My mom was a single mom. She had four four of us. She had two boys and two girls. And mm. to look at my siblings now, I'm I'm sitting there going, were we raised by the same woman? Because I I can't see how you know I turned out one way and they turned out right. another. Um, and that's interesting because you like you said, you raised by one person, one, you know, you have the same mom, same bloodline, but then each person has their own different, you know, way of thinking, their own way of living. And, you know, I never could understand that. I always said that I thought it's funny. I always tell people that the, the little stork that brings are supposed to bring you down. Mm -hmm. Or the little angel that sets you into the family. I really want to meet that person that set me in this family. Like, you at the time you set me in this family, why would you do that? Because I'm my family. I'm like, really? Yeah. Wow. You know, they they always told me that my thinking was a little skewed because I, you know, I always looked at it like, you know, there's two sides to everything. Mm -hmm. Could be three or four sides. You just have to mm -hmm. look at it. Right. You know, and right. when it comes to my siblings, I never let anybody tell me anything negative about my siblings. I'm like, you know what? If you got a problem with them, you need to talk to them. But when it comes right. to people talking to them about me, they eat that stuff up like they're eating Wheaties for wow. breakfast. Wow. And not only do they, they spread it. Wow. See, yeah. that, that's interesting, too, baby, because, you know, whatever goes on in our house, that's still... You know, you're not going to, you're, I'm not going to let somebody, you know, disrespect or, you know, any of my siblings, but you will want that to be reciprocated and for them not even, you know, 
saying, hold on, now that, you know, that's my sister, whatever you issue you have, you know, you need to go to her, but you're not going to disrespect my sister or whatever. And for them to just not do that, that's, that tells a lot too. I, I think, uh, and then too, with the illness that mom had, because she was a mental health patient, she had mm. bipolar, and a lot mm. of that came from, you know, being abused when she was younger, and that mm. that's a lot of problem I have with her siblings, because mm. her siblings want to acknowledge what she went through as a child, because she was the oldest, so if it happened mm. to her, nine times out of ten, it happened to them. So right. they don't want to, they don't want to acknowledge that. So they kept saying, oh, she's always been like that. But I'm like, no, there's something seriously wrong. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm not going to have a police officer knock on my door and say, come identify your mom's body. I just wasn't going to do that. So wow. I to get her the help that she needed. And right. it was you know, people ask me all the time, would I do it again? I'm like, yeah, that was my mom. I may go mm -hmm. about it differently, but I still mm -hmm. would do it because by doing that, I gave her at least 30 more years to be with her family and to see her grandchildren and her great-grand mm -hmm. and great-grand. Mm -hmm. so right. That I have no problem with. Mm -hmm. But dealing with her, her siblings and my siblings, totally would just just cut them out of the whole thing altogether wow wow so, so hmm. it wasn't but i got to build the family that i wanted and needed so mm -hmm. and that well was and, and that's what you like i said that that's what you you know need to do for yourself and you know you took with your experience with your siblings and you went the opposite because some people just you know keep on that dynamic that generation keep it going and keep it going but you decided to turn that around you know and say i i i'm not gonna have that for my own you know in my own space in my own family and i think so. i got that from her because she raised me to to do what I wanted to do and not rely on anybody else. You know, oh, okay. she, even with her illness, she raised four children and neither one of us, none of us have been to jail. Not going to wood. I said, well, she did the best that she could with what she came up with. So yeah. mine was, she always strive that she wanted me and my sister to be a strong female to not mm -hmm. to rely on anybody and to right. we felt that what we were doing right to keep doing it and not let somebody just throw us off the case because right. they were right. hard for me to leave her to, to not help her at all you know wow. they kept, right no, she's always been like that. You don't have to go to the extreme. But I knew my mom. I knew something was wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm. So what 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 were the symptoms that you that was different from you know the normal? Well, 
I had moved out of the house, so she was by herself. And mm-hmm. I think all the memories of her past trauma started to come back and she couldn't handle it. She stopped mm. going to work. She, she was outgoing. My mom was in class. She went, I mean, she had a double degree in accounting. So every oh, time wow. she was going to school for something and she mm-hmm. worked. Mm-hmm. Um, she was an accountant. And when she stopped going to work and stopped going to her meetings and her committee meetings, I knew something was wrong. And then wow. when I went over to the house to talk to her, I just felt that she wasn't present. Mm-hmm. I started talking about, um, she got, she was always religious, but she got really, really religious. She kept telling me that she was uh, an apostle. And I'm like, ooh, ding, mm-hmm. something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wrong. Yeah. So I had to uh, probate her. But old girl was smart enough to talk herself out of the first probation. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> she had the people believing that she was rich, and I was trying to put her in the in the hospital to take her money. That's how wow. she got out. Wow. And then she, she disappeared for two weeks after that. So, because she knew I was coming back after her, so oh. she disappeared. She was very very smart even though her brain was not working right uh-huh. she was very bright she knew how to manipulate people she had social workers thinking that i was out to put her in the hospital to take her money i'm like what money she don't have any money <laughs> what is she talking about but she was, she was she was my mom was funny she could do some things and you just sit there and look at her and go are you really seriously saying that to me <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah. He was um she was a handful to be five foot two. She was um she was a handful. Did so. she ever revert back to, you know, like during, you know, this period where she did she ever revert back to her uh, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, when okay. you talk to her, she, my nephew used to have this look when he was when he was like three years old. He would, you know, mm-hmm. purse his mouth, shake his head. She would do that sometime when she was having mm-hmm. an issue having an episode mm-hmm. and she, you know she was I mean as she got older she would you know have her her cussing spell she would have um what, what do they call it um where she would just start cussing got we were in a hospital one day and she was oh. cussing out the other oh. patients <laughs> you don't need to cut that out but she was hilarious. But, you know, the family thought that they could manipulate her. I'm like, I don't know why y'all would think that she's not bright enough to figure out what you were doing. So right, right. it was hilarious because wow. um, I had gotten her her Social Security. And I don't know if you know that, you know, with Social Security, you don't get it all at one time. And mm. they bag it. So you'll get a big chunk. Okay. And then and monthly well yeah. one of her sisters decided that she was gonna she wanted to take over because she found out that mom had gotten her social security uh-huh. she could all she saw was the money and she thought my mom was stupid and my mom was like okay so she called herself calling the social worker and was gonna move me out of the way and the social worker was like i've only ever talked to robin for the past six years who are you 
she was like, I don't know who you are. So she called my mom and she was like, can you tell that social worker who I am? And my mom called the social worker. She was like, who have you been talking to for the past six years? She says, your daughter. She said, there you go. That's who you need to talk to. Like, Let's shut that down real quick. <laughs> yeah, they really that because she was um, mentally ill. She was stupid. But I'm like, she's very bright. You know, yeah. and I, I've had a doctor tell me, oh, I know Irene. I'm like, honey, I've got 50 years on you. You, you don't know. <laughs> know. Irene is running circles around you. She's like, well, she's never lied to me. I said, she lies to me all the time, honey. No. <laughs> wow. Does she always suffer from uh, mental health issues? Um, from was it from uh, as even like you said, as raising you guys. You, mm -hmm. um, she, she always did, huh? Well, when, when they, when they diagnosed it and told me what was going on, I went back to when we were growing up and she did have bouts of depression okay. and but because she had a house full of kids and she had nieces and nephews in and out of the house and she was oh. dealing with her brothers and sisters. She kept it at bay. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember. I told my sister, I said, if you remember when we were growing up, she always used to say she wanted to make sure that she would live so that her kids would be grown before anything happened to her because she mm -hmm. did not want to go into any, to any of her relatives and that she wanted to make sure that, you know, she was there when we reached the age of 18. So she okay. did that. And then with me moving out, since I was the last one to move out, it was always me and my friends in and out of the house that kept her busy. But with mm -hmm. me moving out and her being by herself, the trauma just started to come back and she couldn't handle it. Mm -hmm. so, and it was, and as we got into it, then we realized what the trauma was. So wow. Wow. That, that's another thing that African-American families don't want to talk about. They don't want to exactly. talk about the abuse. Right, you know, because we were right. We was always alert. You know, you don't tell your business to nobody. Whatever goes right. out of this house, stay in this house. You know, nobody don't need to know our business. You know, and yeah, that and you certainly we certainly didn't know go to no uh, counselor. <laughs> you don't you don't go no. to, you don't throw go to therapy or, or unless you yeah. go to church and you take it to the altar. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. and even then. But so, but to, I, I mean, mean I'm glad, go ahead. I'm sorry. It was a whole backstory to the whole thing that once I started to dig into what, what had happened, I didn't know any of the stuff that I found out. I mean, mm. it was like the story that was put out was totally different than what I found. Oh, and wow. it was like, wow digging up stuff and you know it was a, a whole big fairy tale that was told to mm. us as grandchildren mm. and come find out you know everything that was going on she you know finally told me she really didn't tell me she just kind of when i gave her the story she shook her head yes she would never verbally say mm. what had happened it was mm -hmm. too traumatic for her. she couldn't mm -hmm. she couldn't tell herself verbally to say what had happened so you know was she born in the south or or up you know no north? she was born she was born in akron 
She's oh, the okay. oldest. She's the oldest of ten children. Okay. And okay. she ended up going to live with her grandmother. I think she was six or seven at the time. Mm -hmm. And then she went. She went back to her mother when she was like fifteen or sixteen. Mm. Her grandmother had custody of six of the kids. Okay. Uh, that was totally, you know, when, when they start telling the story of how my great grandmother got the kids, it was mm -hmm. like, come to find out that was a lie. I'm like, whoa, mm -hmm. that was mm -hmm. like, and then when I was explaining it to her sister, she jumped down my throat. That's not what happened. I'm like, well, she said, well, Big Ma couldn't read or write. I said, just because she didn't couldn't read and write didn't mean she didn't go to the court to take custody of the six kids. I'm like, come right. on now. Right. Seriously. But right. a lot of a lot of older African Americans want to bury their head in the sand and mm -hmm. they don't get what's going on because they just want that. And I had to realize that, you know. Even though I didn't like my mother's mother, she did. She loved her, you know. So that, mm -hmm. that I mean, that that's what we fought about most of the time was her mother. I didn't like her. So you didn't you never had a good relationship with your grandmother at all? No, no. not even my father's mother. But oh, my grandfather okay. I love my my me and my grandfathers were like that, both of mm -hmm. them. But no, me and my grandmothers did not get along, neither one of them. Oh, on no. both sides? On both sides, no. Okay. okay. Wow. No. So, yeah. I mean, it, it, was, it was strange, and it's still strange. And I think a lot of people get into this point where everybody talks about forgiveness. And I'm mm -hmm. at the point now, I can forgive you one transgression, but if you mm -hmm. keep doing the same thing over and over again, I'm not forgiving you. Right. I, I tell people all the time, my name is not Jesus Christ. It's Robin Michelle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can't do it. Sorry. Because if I, you keep hurting, what's the point? Right. And that's how I'll get ready to say, I mean, if you're not sincere in, you know, in that forgiveness, and if you keep going, doing the same thing over and over again, then, you know, don't even bother. Don't even bother, you know, asking for forgiveness because you're not serious about it. So, yeah. oh, wow. so what, what's your, what would you advise? I mean, what's from your experience of dealing with family dynamics? Um, what things would you do different from the time you were a child to now and dealing with your family? What things would you kind of do things different if you could, or, or if, if anything? I think when, when my mom got sick, I would not have expected the family to, I, I think one of the things that I, I find interesting now is that somebody put on Facebook, don't expect you from other people. Mm. So I think I would probably not put my, everything in one basket, just mm -hmm. go ahead and I felt that needed to be done and not wait and not think that so, somebody else is going to join me into doing it. Just do right. it. Mm -hmm. Just do it. Because I think a lot of my frustration came in where I expected my siblings to care or to come in and help me with mom. 
the way I was doing it. And mm-hmm. I was frustrated because they weren't doing it. And just go ahead and do it and just not even worry about what they were doing. And that was my problem. Because I'm thinking because we were raised by the same woman that they were going to come in and jump in and help me. And that right. was not that was not happening. And that was part of my stress was getting upset and angry that they were not coming in and helping me like like I wanted them to. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I would still do the same thing, but I would not be the, the kind person that I was and keep people up to date on her condition and what was going on and calling. Most of my problems came from calling them idiots and letting them know what was going on and then getting people, you know, because my grandmother actually told the family that I I wanted my mother to be sick. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That was okay. that was it was it was it was all me that I was the one that was making her sick. Oh. That I wanted her to be sick. I'm like, who who wants their mother to be sick? Come right. On. I mean, what what would you gain by wanting her to be sick? I mean, um, do you think you'll ever make peace with your grandmother? Uh, well, she she passed the day before my mother's funeral, so no. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. oh yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah. No. Me, me, me and grandma was was because she was one of those people who she literally told a cousin of mine that she didn't feel that she had to apologize for anything. I was like, okay, that's fine. You don't, if you feel that you don't have to apologize, that's okay. Mm-hmm. So when she went into the nursing home and she, I guess she was asking, um, telling them that she wanted to see me and they were calling me, talking about, can you come down and see her? I'm like, why? She said that she didn't want, she didn't feel any reason to apologize. So what am I going down there for? Now I'm gonna play devil's advocate. Maybe she wanted to, you know, tell you, Robin. Somebody said that too, and I'm like, well, why would you wait until you get Alzheimer's to apologize? Don't you think you should apologize before you got Alzheimer's? Mm. I'm like, and before she went into the nursing home, she was still at it. She was telling my mother that my husband was beating my behind. I'm like, what? Oh, she never met him. Never, never met the man in her life, and she was telling my mother that that um I was being beaten. I'm like, what? Seriously? Wow. Okay. I wondered if if that if she's um infusing that story what happened with her or or somebody else in the family. Could have been. I think a lot of a lot of the problems with the siblings is that they were covering up for some of the stuff that she did. Like I had a conversation with my uh, my mother's oldest, my mother's brother, that the one next to her. We were arguing, and I told him I was like, "Let's get something straight. This is my mother we're talking about. If I have to walk over you and your mother." to make sure that she gets well, I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. let's not pretend that your mother was June Cleaver because we all know she was not. <laughs> so let's not, let's not play that game. 
we all know what she did. Mm-hmm. So let's not play that game like she was Mother Teresa. Let's not play that. You know, I have a problem with people that like to rewrite history. Mm-hmm. And that, that irritates me something fierce. I'm like, if if I did something and it was wrong, I'm going to admit it. I'm going to apologize for it. And I'm going to try not to do it again. I'm right. not going to come back and tell you, oh, well, see what had happened was this is what and then change the narrative because that drives right. me nuts. Right. Don't, Especially don't do when that. you know when you know it's wrong and, and they know it's wrong. So I mean, there's no point. Why are you trying to rewrite something that we both know right. what happened? Come on now, don't don't rewrite history. We all know what what happened. I mean, okay, the woman had what ten kids and not all by the same man. Everybody has that. My mother had four children. Three different baby daddies. So, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. That's something that we had to live with. I, I don't mm-hmm. have a problem telling people about that, but that's what it is. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to sit there and say that she was Mother Teresa because she was not. My mother had flaws just like everybody else. Right. She liked exactly. she did what she needed to do. So in order to clear it up and to make it look like I was attacking his mother, they were trying to make it like she was Mother Teresa, I'm like, let's not do that. Let's let's not do that. Let's not. Wow. Now, was she like that with all with all your siblings, or was she just targeting you? Oh, we we never had a good relationship from day one. I mean, when I popped out, me and my grandmother was at each other. We we oh, never wow. liked it because, you know, case be told, she did like my dad. So she, you know, she tolerated me to a point, but yeah, we we were, you know, she didn't like me. I didn't like her. So she always told my mother she thought that I was trying to hurt her. I'm like, no, I I was the type of child that if you said something to me and if I didn't like it, I was either going to tell my mother or I was going to tell you all. I had no filter. And that was something my mother taught me to do. You know, mm-hmm. I would do it nicely. But if you got on my wrong side and you really pissed me off, mm-hmm. I was going to tell you what I thought about you. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people like that, you know. And I understand that. Mm-hmm. As I told me one time, that's just why they don't invite your mother to different places because she don't know how to shut up. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but I'm not going to let you sit there and talk about you know, it was an occasion where my uncle was going off about one of my cousins, and I'm like, what are you talking about? You got more kids than Jesus. What? <laughs> Come on now. She got two kids less than you. What is your issue? And my aunt pulled me into the kitchen. What is wrong with you? That's just why they don't bite your mother places. <laughs> That's why she wow. sees me. Come on now. You know, wow. and it's, it's it's like they forget things that they did, and then mm-hmm. when the new generation come out, they want to smack them upside the head for stuff that they did. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you can't. Where do you think they got it from? Exactly. Exactly. Wow. I'm like, you can't, you can't. You can't do that if they're watching you do it and then turn around and do what they see you do, and then you want to get mad at them for doing it. Change mm-hmm. the narrative. Exactly. Break that 
Right, right. Which is what you did, I mean, in, in terms for your, you know, sanity, you had to change the narrative on a lot of things. And that's a lot of things. That's what we have to do. You know, because if we keep, you know, keep going and on and on. Yeah. I think the best thing that I that I did was um, I was I was having an issue with mom and they weren't listening to me. And I got a hold of um, the Adams board in Calga County and uh -huh. the clients right activist was listening to me and she agreed to meet me at mom's um, health care workers office. And she looked at me, she walked in, she looked at me, she was like, you need help. And she gave me NAMI's telephone number. She mm -hmm. told me to call her. Now, I mean, I've been, you know, doing this for 15, 16 years with my mom, thinking that I'm the only one with this problem. Mm -hmm. And I got into NAMI and that NAMI literally saved my life. Because if it hadn't been for them, I probably would be sitting in Cleveland Clinic psych ward right about now. Tell everybody what NAMI, what that stands for, for those who don't know. NAMI is the National Organization for Mental Illness. It's an organization that helps family members of people who are mentally ill. Everything with NAMI is free. Um, they have support groups. They have classes. Um, family to Family is a 12-week class that takes you through um, how to deal with someone with mental illness, with going to the doctors, the medication, how to de-escalate an episode, um, how to self, how to help yourself, how to do self-care. Wow. And if it hadn't been for that, of learning how to deal with my mother when she's going through her episode, how to deal with the family, how to mm -hmm. advocate for her with the mental health people, I would be in Cleveland Clinic psych ward right about now. Wow. Wow. And I, I wouldn't be married to the man that I'm married to because I got into NAMI June of 2002. I met him June um, to August 2002, and we've been together ever since. Wow. And so, if I wouldn't have given him the time of day. I just would have blew him off. Wow. So just for your sanity, I mean, you you were intuitive to know to know that you need help, which is something that, you know, again, our African-American community, that we have to, you know, stop trying to be super, you know, we're no longer on the plantation anymore, people. We're just, we need, you know, we're not, you know, we need help. We need that support and whatever services that are out there, we need to take advantage of it and support each other. Right. Know. Well, mom passed away in November. And I mean, I was, I'm going, I was going through the grieving process. I'm still going through it. But I started to fight with my husband and I'm like, this isn't normal. I mean, mm -hmm. it was Every every little thing he said or every little thing he did or even the way he breathed just rubbed me mm -hmm. the wrong mm -hmm. <laughs> way. Mm -hmm. Okay, I need help. So I reached out to the Cornerstone of Hope. Um, I wow. knew about the Cornerstone of Hope because one of my best friends, her mother committed suicide about 10 years ago. And at the time, I told her, I said, I don't know anything about suicide, but I do know about um, 
support groups. Mm -hmm. So I um, researched for her and, and took her to her first suicide support group in Lyndhurst. And then with that, she reached out to the Cornerstone of Hope for her and her daughter. And then she went there and it helped her through her grief. So that's how I knew about reaching out to the Cornerstone. So wow. I started my grief support group um, the 22nd of June. It's a 10 week uh -huh. support group. And because I needed it, I needed the help. You know, I was angry. I went through the stages and I was freaking angry. Wow. And I, I, I needed the help. Cause I, I could not every every time he said something he just it just pissed me off and I'm like okay this isn't normal mm -hmm. something happened so I I'm an advocate for reaching out for the help you know if if you can't I mean, grief comes out in different ways you know people say well you know you should be over it by a certain time there's no time for no grief right right there's like my dad has been gone for 19 years and I still grieve him every day. I understand. I, I, I yep. I, I definitely understand. Yeah. And, you know, and you, and this leads to another episode of um, how our childhood or how the trauma in our family, how did it affect our personal life with our spouses or our, you know, partners. So that that's another that's another issue that we can discuss, you know, at another time with you know everybody else. But uh, um, I enjoyed it. I, I appreciate you telling you know your perspective of, of family dynamic because I mean you've been through a lot and you have a lot of uh, insight as to all the negatives and how you took your negatives um, of your own family and is you know broke that cycle. And you reached out and you recognized that you needed help. I mean, because you just didn't want to keep that going into your own personal life with your relationship. So I, I you know, applaud you for that. Thank you. And by no means is that I'm, <laughs> I always tell people I'm a little crazy. <laughs> I have to be. But I do know that when I need to help, I knew, I know to reach out for it and to, to go for it. And if, if I, I don't know somebody, if I don't know it, I know how to, to plug in and get it. So right. Tommy gave me a great runway on who to reach out to. You know, mm -hmm. my NAMI family, when mom died, was right there with me every step of the way, you know, and they're still here. So, you know, even though my blood family let me down, my NAMI family and the family that I built was right there. Uh -huh. with me. And it's www. Was it n a n m a n a m i? The um, NAMI Greater Cleveland. Okay. And then, uh, if you can't reach NAMI, try the Adams Board because the Adams Board and NAMI their offices are side by side, so they can give you all that information. But yeah, okay. NAMI Greater Cleveland. .org or .com or? I think it's .org. But if okay. you type in NAMI Greater Cleveland, it'll pop right up. Okay. I'm putting it up here as a capture. So 
And everything with NAMI is completely free. All their support group, their classes, and their, their classes and support groups are run by volunteers, people that have been through it. Because I've been trained to teach the uh, family to family. I've ran mm -hmm. my support group. Um, you know, because I never wanted anybody else to go through what I went through. And uh -huh. I think the way to talk about it, people will understand none of this keeping everything in the closet or keeping right. great uncertainty in the attic and don't 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 nobody want to know he's going through something. This this trauma that African Americans have been going through needs to come out in the open. They need exactly. that history. You exactly. know, and that things that irritated me about my siblings is that they didn't want to tell their children what my mother was going through, but the kids need to know that because right. that could be hereditary. They need to know that. Exactly. exactly. You know, and then they would get mad at me because I would tell them. I'm like, she, she's in the hospital. Uh -huh. And why would you tell them that? Because they need to know that. Right. Right. You know, and, you know, and down the line, you know, because I'm an inquisitive person. I've always liked to know my family history. And, you know, who knows? Some of the kids, the grandkids, they're going to be asking anyway. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, so it must have been suppose, open. When, suppose one of the grandkids kids started to act like my mom. They right. need to know what to do if something happens like that. So keeping everything quiet and keeping, you know, I keep telling people, the more you take those skeletons and shove them in a closet, is that them skeletons come out that closet. I was just get ready to say that. I will get ready to say, you can't keep those skeletons in the closet. It'll come out one way or the other. It may be 20 years from now, but they're going to come out. They don't stay. You can, you can open the door and let them come out or they'll come out on their own at an opportune time when you having a party. Oh, or a, a retirement party or something, them, them skeletons will come out and go, hi, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you got some liquor courage in you. <laughs> you got, if people okay. got some liquor courage. <laughs> okay. Uh, and you know there's always that one in the family that likes oh. to, you know, like to get liquored up and tell yep. stuff. And I'm like, yep. mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Exactly. Okay. Oh, um, yeah. All right, Robin. I appreciate you. Um, like I said, uh, the next episode, I, I think that's a great lead into how our mental or relationships with our family, how does that affect our um our personal relationships? Because it, it's affected me a a lot, a lot. So yeah. Because my husband and I were raised differently. Like he mm -hmm. was raised in the suburbs by two two parents in the household where I was born. I was raised in, in the ghetto by a single mom. So, mm -hmm. you know, that mm -hmm. right there. Right. Is, it's strange because things that I tell him, he'd be looking at me like, I've never heard of that. And I'm like, okay. I guess you wouldn't because you lived in, you know, <laughs> a different... <laughs> In a different uh, on the other side of the tracks, you know, you didn't live on where we from down the way from where we came from. <laughs> right. I'm like, some of the stuff I be I be looking at him like, you don't know anything about that. He's like, mm -hmm, I don't know. I'm like, okay, okay, let me explain it to you. <laughs> yeah, that's wow. funny. Wow. Yeah. All right, Robin. <laughs> All right, thank you. And I hope, like I said, people will people will go back and watch this. Please, if you need that help. It's on the screen there. 
and you know reach out and, and get your help get the help that you need yeah yeah all right take care all i'll right. talk to you soon you. all right uh, bye-bye bye-bye soundstripe